0: Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Politically Georgia podcast, where we bring you news and analysis from all the latest Georgia shenanigans in Congress and under the Gold Dome. And today I'm here with Maya Prabhu and we're recording this live from the Westin Peachtree Plaza at the site of the Democratic Socialists of America Convention. Maya, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Good. And it's a Friday and this is the best, the best way we can describe this day is, is political whiplash day. Yes. Because earlier today, you've been here all day. Yes. But earlier today, I was at um, a hotel up the road off Peachtree in Buckhead, the Grand Hyatt, where the another very different gathering was being held. Uh, it was called the Resurgent Gathering. It was a, a group of conservative activists, and the headliner was Vice President Mike Pence. So it was a bunch of mostly older guys and women uh, wearing a suit just like me. Um, and uh, listening to Mike Pence rail against socialism and and promote Donald Trump's re-election campaign, and literally down the road there is a conference of Democratic socialists. And remember, all all the whole group here is not socialists. They they would say they're Democratic socialists. They're not necessarily some of them support socialism, but 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 not all of them completely embrace um, the brand socialism. But. Be that as it may, that's the most popular attack line from Republicans of this election cycle and probably the last one too, which is branding all Democrat socialists.
1: Yeah. And so there are about a thousand delegates here for their national convention where they're deciding on their platform and energizing folks going into the elections next year. Um, very different scene from what Greg experienced this morning. You know, everybody's very casually dressed. And Except for me,
0: wearing a suit from, from the <laughs> Pennsylvania. Greg
1: sticks out in his suit. Um, you know, and people are casually dressed, and it's an organization that's experiencing some growing pains, right? Uh, speaking with folks here who attended the last national convention, the Uh, organization overall has grown by about 20,000 members from about 30,000 to about 55,000 I think it is now and uh, the convention is twice as big as it as it was two years ago so growing pains lots of chaos and uh, as everyone is working to figure out how they're going to govern themselves and and what their priorities are going to be going forward trying to push back against what they call, you know, bigotry and racism in the White House.
0: And they've notched some important um, legislative victories too in the in the midterms, including two congresswomen, Rashida Tlaib and Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, who both openly identify and say that they're members of of the Democratic Socialists of America, which is which is which is enormous victories for this group, um, as well as they've also endorsed U.S. Senator Bernie Sanders, who's running for election again as president, um, he's running for the second time in, in a row. Um, he is—he says he's a democratic socialist, lowercase letters—who um, who caucuses with with the Democratic Party. Is technically an independent, so he's not a member of this organization, but but he is al- aligned with this organization, and it's safe to say this organization is aligned with him because they've endorsed him.
1: Yeah, you know, lots of Bernie t-shirts and memorabilia and paraphernalia being sold and worn um, throughout the events and and anytime his name has been brought up um, they they're very big on accessibility here and they don't want to um harm or frighten comrades as they say who may have autism, and so there's no cheering and clapping. They're using American Sign Language for applause, which is your hands raised above your head and you shake your fingers. Um, so lots of uh, ASL applause anytime Bernie's name has been mentioned throughout the day.
0: Yeah, and you, you mentioned accessibility, and this is, this is um, uh, r- right when I got here, I noticed there's signs everywhere, a lot of hand-drawn signs, a lot of volunteer organization, um, gender-neutral bathrooms. Um, uh, that, uh, there's uh, some uh, uh, tables upstairs where they're where they're giving out um, you know food and, and, and drinks and um, just a lot, a lot of uh, open I guess open armed in uh, approach towards 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 the members here um, it's very different from the from the from the event that I was at this morning that was um, you had to have a ticket to get in it was very um, you had to have a you had to buy a ticket from Eric Erickson's he's the conservative pollster that was the pun. sorry the conservative pundit that was organizing this the, the the mornings event uh everyone had to go through wands and screenings and secret service protection and everyone was dressed up and a very stodgy sort of environment very excited people but just you know your typical hotel ballroom stodgy type crowd um where mike pence got there to a cascade of applause, and he was interrupted several times with different ovations, um, mostly touting President Trump's agenda, and then, of course, doing what most Republicans have been doing this cycle, which is railing into socialists.
2: But for all the left wing ideas that we heard on that stage this week, maybe worst of all is actually to hear leading Democrats running for president openly advocate an economic system that has impoverished millions and robbed the liberties of generations under the guise of the Green New Deal and Medicare for All. They're advocating socialism. But all of you conservatives gathered here know well it was freedom, not socialism, that gave us the strongest and most prosperous nation in the history of the world. It was freedom. It was freedom, not socialism, that ended slavery, won two world wars, and stands today as a beacon of hope for all mankind. And it was freedom, not socialism, that's moving us beyond the prejudices of the past, to create a more perfect union and extend the blessings of liberty to every American, regardless of race or creed or color. And so I say to my fellow conservatives, the moment America becomes a socialist country is the moment America ceases to be America. So we must say, as the President said with one voice, America will never be a socialist country.
1: Yeah, and, you know, you contrast that again with here. We are at the Westin, which, you know, is considered a nicer establishment. And some of the participants, attendees said they were worried that it might make people, other attendees, feel uncomfortable because they called it a bougie uh, environment. But they chose this specifically because it is um, union, a union establishment. Um, and, that, and that's why they're here. Um, we had... Councilman Khalid Kamau speak this morning and and uh, pushed back on some of the things that he heard from members of the Democratic Party in Georgia and how social democratic socialists are viewed as fringe candidates. But he pointed out that in 2016, when Bernie Sanders was running, he touted Medicare for all and he touted free... Public colleges, and now almost every Democrat has some version of that as part of their platform. And so his argument is that they're making um, strides in policy and pushing progressives forward, and, and they're they're playing catch up. And there's
0: no doubt that the Democratic field is embracing more more of the left leaning proposals that a couple years ago, a couple cycles ago, would have seemed uh, unthinkable. Um, and and Khalid Kamal, by the way. Uh, is a South Fulton City Councilman who is probably the the highest-ranking member of the Democratic Socialists in Georgia. Um, there's there's a few state lawmakers who have gone to these conventions and, and who show up at some uh, of these events that uh, the local chapters, but I don't know that they openly identify as members of the of the DSA. Whereas Khalid Kamau is certainly does, proudly does, and gave the introductory speech to them. And what you mentioned about his pushback of State Democratic Party leaders who have who have kind of insulted um, this this movement uh, is really interesting because Demo- Democrats, like the establishment Democrats, uh, are are it's safe to say frightened in a way by by the Democratic Socialist and the term socialist in, in general because they don't want to be branded as a whole stamped with the label socialist. They feel like it, it plays right into Donald Trump's hands.
1: Yeah, and and what. Uh Councilman Kamau is saying is that a lot we have and and other attendees here have said you know there is a lot of overlap in the things that we believe and the things that Democrats believe and that you know in the short term the goal is to push Republicans out of office up and down the ticket um, and that hopefully eventually they will be able to put more candidates in office who more closely align with their
0: ideals. Well, you talked to some um, today and we're going to listen to some audio, but let's set it up. I mean, what have, what are you hearing from folks?
1: I spoke with attendees here who said that they believed um, their short-term goal was to get Republicans out of office and then to eventually find candidates who more closely align with their ideals. And um, Rachel Kahn also had some very strong words about the idea of Vice President Pence being in town the same day as today's convention.
0: Well, I do not think it is a coincidence that they sent the Vice President here on this day right I think they are afraid of us I think they should be I think we are in a position right now to really create a united force among working people who are all aware even on the Republican side of how much we are being crushed by capitalism I also think we have great opportunities to start bringing in new voters which is one of the things we're trying to do and we have seen again sort of calling back to what I was saying earlier Republicans being as obstructive as they possibly can be this is part of that This is intended to distract from us, to demean us, and to possibly even intimidate us. For the record, not intimidated, just angry.
1: And here's what Eric Robertson had to say about the future of the socialist movement. So
3: what you're seeing right now is sort of an organization getting its sea legs, I think, and sort of figuring out how big it actually is, and sort of really, you know, drilling down on what the possibilities are for an organization with our politics in this moment. like what kind of impact we can actually have on the national narrative uh, relating to, you know, uh, a whole score score of questions uh, that's out there right now. And, um, you know, I think we have the solutions, and I think people are, uh, you know, there's just a huge number of people that are, if they're not joining us, they're watching what we do. One of the exciting things about it is I think we're sort of at the beginning of that process to be able to sort of flesh out what a distinct democratic socialist electoral effort looks like in um, georgia or atlanta um, i think that you s- i see most of the opportunities for us to uh, be viable in races at sort of the local municipal and county level um, we don't have any you know, anything in the pipeline as such but i think that those that's a place that we're interested in looking at um, because those are races that you know don't require uh, large amounts of money and big donors and things like that, that you can actually win those with grassroots power, which we do have quite a bit of.
0: Well, thank you, Maya, for joining us on this day of political whiplash.
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, that's all for this week's edition of the Politically Georgia podcast. Head to AJC.com forward slash politics to subscribe to Politically Georgia. You'll get access to our daily newsletter, along with all of our stories and updates on all things towards politics. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and rate us. It really means a lot to us when you do. And as always, thank you for listening.
2: Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents... Hip-hop's most pulled elements...